And when we start to go, when we allow ourselves to start to go inward, the distractions are gone and it's difficult and it's hard, but it's also full of solutions. The more we're able to look inward, the more solutions we will have in our lives. Maximize every opportunity so that you can become you legend and become legendary. What adjustments can you make right now to make yourself one Your percent better? Your only goal is to be the best version of you. So that was me, and the likelihood is you aren't going to like listening to me very much this week. And I say that. Because I've been talking about this concept in class all week long. And this concept can be really difficult to hear. And I think it's really difficult to hear because we all know in some way, it's some part of us, it's true. So what I'm going to talk about is the difference between being distracted and being at peace. And for some reason, somehow, especially in our society... We've really begun to confuse this concept. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people who were describing distracting themselves as being at peace. And the likelihood is you've described distracting yourself as being at peace, at least by my definition. Because my definition of being at peace is being able to close your eyes and be completely 100% deeply meditative. Notice I didn't say find a perfectly quiet place, find a perfectly still moment, set up the room with burning incense and make sure that there are no possible distractions or sounds. I'm talking about being in the middle of a crowded, busy place, wherever that is, right? Whatever that is, the middle of your office, closing your eyes, and sinking completely and fully into a perfect meditative state. And I know a lot of you right now are thinking a thought that I would have had probably two years ago, which is I can't get into a perfect meditative state in a perfectly quiet, perfectly still, perfect environment, Patrick. So pretending that I'm going to be able to get into this meditative state in the middle of chaos doesn't make a lot of sense for me. So let me just share with you what I think doesn't make a lot of sense. What I think doesn't make a lot of sense is people who are, when I say people, I'm including myself, right? I am also a human. So keep in mind, I, I do these things. I've done these things. That's how I recognize that they're, that they're part of, of us. But people who are, are having conversations with me about whatever it is, some form of cardiovascular exercise being their form of meditation. And the one thing I can tell you is even if your cardiovascular exercise, cycling or running or Stairmaster, whatever it is, even if that is your form of meditation, how often can you do it? How long can you do it? And how many years will you be able to do it? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the argument that I don't think it's meditation at all. I think it's distraction. But 
even if even if I grant anyone the fact that your form of cardiovascular exercise is your form of meditation, if I, if I say that's okay, how long are you going to be able to do that? How many hours a day can you do that? Because the available time for me to close my eyes is infinite. That's not true. It's finite. It's based upon my lifespan. But I'm going to be able to close my eyes much longer than you're going to be able to ride a bike. And I'm certainly going to be able to close my eyes much longer than you'll be able to run. Now, I'm not, if you want to run, if you want to ride a bike, if you want to jump on a Stairmaster, if you want to jump on a treadmill, I'm all for it. Movement, movement is a wonderful thing. It's when we start to confuse our movement, when we start to trick our mind into, in, I'm not sure if we can trick our mind or not, but when we start to try to trick ourselves, try to trick ourselves into believing movement is meditation. Movement is the self-care that we need. Movement may be a portion of the self-care that you need on a given day. There also may be many days when movement is not the form of self-care you need. But closing your eyes, resetting and reconnecting, going inward, that's something that we can utilize every single day by every single one of us. So how do I know you're not going to like this? And that's pretty simple. And that's because almost every single one of us is using some form of distraction and telling ourselves that's the thing we need. That's the thing that gets by, or that's the thing that makes us whole. And for a lot of us, that turns out to, turns out to just be our work. For a lot of us, we can lose ourselves so deeply in our work that we can forget about the physical pain in our body. We can forget about the struggles we're having at home or even the struggles we're having at our actual job. Right? It's easy to become super passionate about something, to lose ourselves in the passion of something new. It's easy to lose ourselves in passion and to think that passion, which is nothing more than a distraction, is solving all of our problems. That's why I think it's really important that we stop, that we actively stop. I'm going to say pretending, but you can, you can describe it however you want. That we stop pretending that these especially these repetitive physical exercises, repetitive physical exercises. Again, if you want to do them, it's fine, but know that there is a detrimental cost to doing them. Uh, our, our body has, is designed for a certain number of repu repetitions, repetitions. And if we utilize all of those repetitions to pedal a bike for 50 miles every day, you can plan on having hip replacements, right? So you can look in, I mean, you can look in to the, the science on this. You can, you can look into, if you take population studies of, uh, of endurance bike riders or endurance runners, you can take that population and you apply it against a normal population, you're going to see more joint replacements. That's because our joints have a certain number of functions in them. And we're really, we are as a creature, as a human, we are designed, we are, we're really well designed for running. We're, we're adapted to running. 
barefoot. <laughs> um, we're not really well adapted to running on our heels, which most of us do because of the elevation in running shoes. And you can get into that. And the shoe companies will tell you the exact opposite of this. They'll tell you that the humans are designed to run on their heels, which I find very interesting because humans were around a lot longer than shoe companies. And they have been running for a lot longer than shoe companies. And the statistical uh, challenge that they are unwilling to recognize is that if you look at uh, ACL replacements, um, those have only, those have dramatically spiked. Those have spiked to a level where every single one of us has probably knows about an ACL replacement. Um, just since the, the addition of a heel lift in running shoes. Now, one of the other really unique things that we, this is way off topic, but since this is, this is uh, becoming legendary, we have to get off topic a little bit, um, is hip function, knee pain, knee pain, hip function, and the ability to fully squat. So if you look at, we, we take out the world population because the world population, there are still, there are still lots of places that aren't, um, that aren't utilizing heel lifted shoes. But if we look at, if we look at the U S population and we look at uh, what happens around the time that kids start going to school, there is a dramatic shift in the length of the Achilles. And that, that length of the Achilles is shortened due to the fact that we are constantly putting our kids and ourselves in shoes that have a heel lift. So we end up lifting our heel essentially the entire day, moving around with our heel lifted essentially the entire day. And the Achilles never gets the opportunity to fully work up and down. And we end up seeing a dramatic shift in uh, the reduction of hip functionality in knee pain and in knee and hip injuries in youth that didn't used to exist. And that has all happened. It all happens after the point where kids start going to school and where kids start going to school, that's where they start wearing shoes all the time. So yeah, we're off topic. But I think it's important to recognize that when we do repeat things thousands and hundreds of thousands of times in a day, in a week, in a month, there's a cost. And as long as we're willing to acknowledge that cost and pay that duty, then it's a beautiful thing, right? If, if biking is your thing, get on a bike and ride, right? I beg you to ride outside because, man, we live on this amazing planet and <laughs> the opportunity to go outside is something that you should do if you're on a bike. But if you want to be in a room and pedal and go nowhere and utilize all of your, your, your knee movements and your hip movements for the day, the month, the year, your life, I'm not going to tell you not to. I'm not going to encourage you to do it. <laughs> you might be able to tell that from my tone, but I'm not going to tell you not to do it. What I am going to tell you is that is not meditation, right? That is not the mental cleansing that your body needs. That's a great way to move your lymphatic system. It's not the mental cleansing you need. Closing your eyes and being still for five minutes, for five minutes is going to do more for your brain than you're going to do distracting yourself by physically beating yourself up. And a lot of you, I'm sure of it, are saying, hey, Patrick, I don't think you understand. This is my form of meditation. This is the thing that gives me the most mental break of anything in my life. 
And I'm not going to disagree with that. It may very well be. What I'm telling you is you haven't scratched the surface. What I'm suggesting for you is that you haven't scratched the surface of the potential available to you. What I'm suggesting is instead of going inward, you are preventing yourself from going inward by distracting yourself with outward distractions. By keeping yourself tied to the outside world, you may be able to transcend pain, right? You may be able to get into a, a, a bike, a cycling class, and forget that your knee hurts for a minute or your hip hurts for a minute. Or you may be able to go on a 30-mile run and get to the point where you no longer remember that you have troubles at work, where you no longer remember that you have troubles at home, that you're having troubles with your kids or your spouse. You may get to that point, but you're distracting yourself from those things. And when we start to go, when we allow ourselves to start to go inward, the distractions are gone and it's difficult and it's hard, but it's also full of solutions. The more we're able to look inward, the more solutions we will have in our lives. And the more solutions we can offer for and to ourselves, the better our life will become. And that's all I want for you. That's all I want for me too. It's all I want for everybody. Because I truly believe, right? This is selfish. This is selfish. But I believe when everyone around me, when everyone around me is everyone, right? When everyone on this planet has a better life, I have a better life. Because everyone else has a better life. Not because my life is better than anyone else's. My life is dramatically improved when the lives of those around me are improved. So it hurts. It's painful when I hear people telling me that they're finding meditation through distraction. Because it's not. It's distraction. Over the next 60 seconds, obviously you can't do this if you're driving, but if you're in a space where you're not driving, we just close your eyes and be silent with me just for 60 seconds. the eyes open and that's 60 seconds and that can feel like a really long time if you're not used to it 
I can guarantee you that 60 seconds was valuable, right? Even if you struggled, even if you couldn't keep your eyes closed or you were fidgeting around, that 60 seconds was valuable and it will impact your life. So see what happens. See if you can build yourself up to just 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day with your eyes closed in stillness and see what that does for you. Because I can promise you, if you get to the point where you can go inward, if you get to the point where you can start to create real change within, your, within the chemistry of your body by closing your eyes, if you can get to the point where you can close your eyes and go into a perfectly blissful meditation anywhere on this planet, your life will be dramatically changed and you'll never want to be distracted again. That's all for this week. I'll talk to you again in two weeks. Bye.